gotta care about shit. And sometimes it fucking kicks you in the dick and you hate it. I will say though, if the Giants don't lose their game for the rest of this season or postseason, I think they win the Super Bowl. Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are probably looking at this going, why did we waste millions of dollars sending something into space when we could have just got Harry Kane to kick the fucking thing? The Dallas Cowboys can suck my fucking dick because they're not going to win shit this year. You're listening to the Claret and Big Blue podcast on the Pass the Gravy podcast network. <laughs> Damn, Daniel. And here we go. We'll do it live! Welcome everyone to Clarity Big Blue, probably the only podcast on the internet dedicated to West Ham United and the New York Giants. That's right, football and football. Football for everyone's taste. I am Mike Fish and I am joined as always by part owner of XFL's Houston Roughnecks, Ergo business partner to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. This is Alex Wilson. Alex, how you doing, mate? Doing just great as a 1 0 on the season for the Roughnecks. 6-0 all-time, greatest sports franchise, winning percentage-wise of all time. Uh, things are going pretty well. And you beat the, uh, was it, was it the, the Guardians or something? The Orlando Guardians, yeah. Orlando. Schmorlando. Beat him down. Beat him so down. what happens when you leave Jersey. You deserve Clearly. every beat down you get. Um, I yeah, always say how- how was uh, so you you got to saw you got to, got to saw you got to see the man himself in person, right? You, you yeah, rub shoulders looks, with the rock. Looks, he's a large man. He's a large man. Jacked. Yep. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, he was. Uh, I think he went to all the games. I know he was at the Dallas game earlier that day, so obviously he had flown over. Um, but that was cool to see him there. It's not like a huge stadium, so he was like right behind us, kind of. But that was pretty tight. I was like, just kind of happy that football wasn't over. You usually would go in that lull after football season. It's like, nope, it's XFL time. And then you got the what? USFL. USFL. There we go. USFL. Are they still doing that weird thing where there's like all the games happening in like one stadium or something? I don't know. That's what they did last year to start it off, at least. Um, I don't know if that was more like they were trying not to fold in one year. So I would imagine that maybe they're doing that again. I don't know. I haven't heard where like the gamblers and the Houston gamblers and people would play. Let me check. It's, it's pretty hard because I know in the USFL you have. I don't know what I'm saying like that. USFL, uh, you have a, a New York team, as far as I'm, if I remember correct. New Jersey, New Jersey Generals. But it's pretty hard. Oh, it's, it's two stadiums now. Ooh, expanding. Ooh. It's now all of them, the games are going to be either in Birmingham, Alabama, or Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. I guess that expands it a little bit. Yeah. So I think the Birmingham team won it last year. So it's like, well, yeah, no shit. Like they're the only team with home fans. Wait, breaking news. Breaking news. 
it's actually not breaking news. It's probably been on that for a while. What has happened? So, so week one, they're in Memphis and Birmingham. Week two, Memphis, Birmingham. Week, and then week three, they've got a couple of games in Detroit. What? And then it's Canton, like Ohio. Scoring. Whoop whoop. Oof. Canton, Ohio. I think the title was the, like the championship game was in Canton, Ohio, where like they put the Hall of Fame game. I don't know. Is it, is it other than other it's than weird though? Team? Just like it's hard to follow a team and get like a following when they don't play in the city that they play for. So like that's what like the cool thing is about the Roughnecks is you can just it's like a wrestling environment, but like for a home football team and you get to go see them with the USFL. It's like, I'm not going to just go to watch parties all the time. Like it's yeah, fun I can't to imagine many people. You get to go see them. can't imagine many people from New Jersey making the road trip to Canton, Ohio to cheer on the generals. Yeah. What the fuck is there to do in Canton, Ohio anyway? I don't know what's there to do in Birmingham, Alabama. The That's NFL cool. Hall of Fame is in Canton, Ohio. Is it? Did you know that? Did you? Did... I did know that. That's where they play the Hall of Fame game. And it's like 45 minutes from Cleveland. So like basically Cleveland. Things to do in Canton, Ohio. That's that's pretty much it. The, the Hall of Fame. Sweet. Anyway. Um, and yeah, in case you haven't seen on, on the interwebs on Twitter, you may or may not be able to find a video of uh, Alex being the star of the halftime show. Big deal. Big deal. How did that come around? I know you're gonna. I know you. He's gonna go into more pasta gravy, so you have to listen to that. But yeah, did did you get like? Was it a raffle or something? No, I I know the guy that does the halftime stuff. So he was like, "Do you want to do the halftime show?" I was like, "Yeah." That was pretty much like it was a text. Oh, so are you (laughs) gonna do it next week? You're gonna try to revenge? Um, Avenge If he asked me, I was at a tailgate when he asked. He asked if I would, and I was just like, "Yeah." I mean, he didn't really let me know what we were gonna do. Like the second quarter, and I was like, "All right, I'm in." So, how many? By the time, because I'm, I've through experience, I know it doesn't feel good when you go for a run after you know you've had a tipple. You've had a, a, how many deep were you when you uh, shot off from the starting line on your your halftime race? I've been drinking for a while. Like, was there? Did you throw up afterwards? No, I didn't. I, I was, I was Ooh. okay. Um, I don't know. I probably had like I was probably like thirteen ish deep. If we're if we're also counting like shots, like Jello shots and then pregame shots and stuff like that. So like probably like thirteen like adult beverages in some capacity consumed. If you also include shots, I wasn't like just like destroyed, like wasted, wasted. But it was like I was feeling good. Yeah, when they uh, put the microphone to you, you you, you sounded a little. Uh... I was trying to sound hyped, dude. I was trying to sound hyped. <laughs> get the people jacked. Get the people excited. Yeah, check it out. Go to, uh, in fact, show me. Uh, it's just on my, my Twitter. I posted it on my Alex, Twitter. So Alex J. Middleton. See him being a star of the show. So you, is that, is that, are you going to go next? Or are they away next week? Or No, they're home again. We got the Arlington Renegades, which is basically Dallas. They used to be the Dallas Renegades, now they're the Arlington Renegades. But they probably stay 
the same because because Dallas Cowboys, for example, play their games in Arlington, right? Right. Well, they play where the Texas Rangers used to play. It's so confusing. Yeah, it's stupid. But we'll beat them. We'll beat them. We'll go to two and zero, seven and zero all the time. It's just what the Roughnecks do. Drinking there. Drinking this one's got a good uh, chance of making it finally. I know, obviously, this is like, what was it, third? If, if another pandemic doesn't happen, uh, yeah, I think so. <clears throat> I think I'll make it to the Yeah, season, so last time it looked, the one the last one under the Vinnie Mac, it didn't look like it was doing too bad. But then no, it was. Yeah, it was doing fine. And then, yeah, when you don't have any games and you're an upstart league, it doesn't really play out well. Oh, well, best of luck, The Rock. I saw someone made a joke about him making like an empowered speech. And it's, I think they put something like he, it's almost presidential or something like that. It was, and then I was like, I read that like when I was half awake and I was like, wait, the rock's running for president. Serious? What the what? Could you imagine? He'd get votes. I don't know how good of a job he'd do, but I'd be watching get every votes. single presidential yeah. speech. Cause that's as long as it, he would, I mean, I can't vote still cause I'm, an immigrant, but whatever. But I think he should vote for him if he does ever run, as long as he ends every speech with the smell. That'd be great. Could you imagine funny. that? I don't know how many people would take him seriously at that point, but it would be funny. And at every like NATO conference or the G7, whatever the fuck they do, it was oh, Russia. Is that what you think we should do? Yes. It doesn't matter what you think. Oh, we were getting so many wars, but it'd be fun to. Oh watch. yeah, it wouldn't. It probably would be a bad strategy to do that with all of the stuff you do, for sure. It's rock bombing people. Oh, bring it on. Ah, anyway, should we talk about sports other than we Excel? can? Um, we can big that. news! Big news! Hitting the Twitter sphere, Daniel Jones. Allegedly, demands forty-five million a year. Allegedly, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Twitter, Twitter's blowing up. People are losing I mean, their I minds. I saw Daniel Jones yesterday. I think it was in like Turks and Caicos. So I don't really think he's in like heavy, like hardcore negotiations right now. I think a lot of his speculation. I think you kind of start high at a certain point, and you like say, "This is what I want," and then you kind of work your way towards the middle somewhere. Um, I don't think he's going to get $45 million, but I also think if you're going to sign your franchise quarterback in the NFL, like that's kind of what the market is. So, I, I mean, I guess that would be what it would be, 45 a year. Um, I personally don't think he should go for He should do that. Um, but then again, like I don't understand why people are trying to like, fault the guy for trying to make money. Like, is he going to do this to this team? It's like, you mean ask for the most money he can make? Like, like you would do that at your job? Like, yeah, you can't really fault him for that. Um, I think it seemed it does seem like with uh, like outside of Daniel, it seems like Saquon's definitely a hit free agency. Um, and if you had to pick one of the two, I think I said it a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I'd rather really take Daniel going long term over over Saquon because we've seen in this league what happens when you pay a running back. And like, yeah, there's some exceptions, I guess, like Adrian Peterson and stuff like that, but the odds are not in our favor to like give Saquon an insane amount of money. I mean, just look at what Dallas Cowboys did when they paid their running back a lot of money. And now they're about to like, keep Tony. Yeah, they're going to franchise tag Tony Pollard, and he's going to be their, their one next year, probably. They could get rid of Zeke this offseason. 
I don't like his face. His face annoys me. Yeah, I don't like him either. But if you look at what Dable and Shane had done when they were with Buffalo, and that's again me just trying to draw parallels from how they kind of built teams prior, even though they weren't the ones completely injured. Like Buffalo's offense still is not really like they have a running game, but like they're they're not like well, like they traded for Naheem Hines and then they had Singleton was was running the ball for them, and then uh, James Cook was the guy they drafted to run the ball. And it's like, they're, they're not going like big name running backs or anything like that. They're just like, Hey, we got a running game. We're going to just get the ball to whoever wants to run the ball. Like, like when you look at teams, like the chiefs and the Eagles, just the top, the two teams that made it to the Super Bowl this year, the Eagles had miles Sanders, but they also had Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. And they also had a, a couple other guys that could run the ball. The, the chiefs had, I mean, Edwards Allaire was out, but they had, um, Jarek McKinnon for a little bit, I believe. Then they had, um, uh, Isaiah Pasco, um, or Pacheco. I mean, they, they had all kinds of like different guys that they, they would run the ball with. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing in this league is what wins. Like it, it's the, the 49ers. That's how they get to like long postseason runs. I mean, they have Christian McCaffrey, so that helps, but they also have no problem handing it to Debo Samuel and having like the, the run game is kind of not through one guy. And I think, the Giants did kind of try and Matt, Matt Burita kind of got some action in there. You kind of saw a, a couple of other guys we tried to mix in there. Obviously nobody's as good or explosive as Saquon, but I think the Giants are like, if we have to make sacrifices, like can we trust the quarterback position or are we going to have to hope that like the running back position is going to just be all it is forever? Cause we saw Saquon kind of, he started really hot. He had a great season, but like he did, he did have like a, a couple of valleys before he'd, he'd have those peaks again. And, and he was a beast in the postseason. Like I want to keep Saquon, but just at what cost, you know? Yeah. I, I heard some people talking about doing the non-exclusive franchise tag for Daniel Jones. Just so, you know, other people can negotiate for him. And that might be a way of, if he sees that his market value isn't as high as what he may think it is, because mm-hmm. if you non-franchise, I think the number I heard thrown around for a non-exclusive franchise tag is like 30, 32 million for a quarterback. But if they if he goes out and negotiates, sees no one really wants him, or he's not getting that much of a contract offer, could then the Giants then say, actually, how about we renegotiate maybe like a three-year deal for 75 mil or something like that, rather than one year 32 mil? But it's very risky. But I was kind of thinking, would it? Would you think if they can negotiate his contract, would it be worth? Because I'm assuming franchise tag for a running back is less than a quarterback. And it was like that. ten or twelve million, like ten point five or twelve million, something like that. Would you? And I'm just throwing would this out here. Yeah, just throwing this out here. Would it not be worth a shot to non-exclusive franchise tag Saquon Barkley? In that, hey, worst case scenario, I guess we get to keep him for another year, then renegotiate or see what happens. But also, we could have a chance of other teams coming in. We could potentially get some draft picks for him rather than him going free agent. What are your thoughts on that? I'm just throwing it out, spitballing here. I don't know. I feel like Saquon's less likely to not to like. I think Saquon's more likely to hold out than Daniel would. Um, I think Daniel Jones will be wrapped up before Saquon's, it seems like, or like Saquon will just hit free agency, really. Um, I mean, hitting hitting Daniel Jones with the the, the tag would make most sense. Um, I know it's like a lot, but it's one year a lot. 
and you can kind of reevaluate again. Like, I don't see, I, I don't see Daniel not being our quarterback next year unless no. something crazy happens or we have some kind of weird deal that goes down. Um, it, it seemed like they started realizing like they're going to build this offense around him. Um, Saquon just, if he does that non-exclusive thing, like I, th- I just think that like, if we don't have a long-term deal with Daniel Jones, like there's no way we're probably going to keep Saquon. We franchise Daniel Saquon's going, but I don't, I, I think if you can maybe put the non-exclusive on Saquon, like see what somebody does, but I, I still think nobody will do anything with him. Like they're not going to give up a bunch. There, I think it's two first round draft picks. If it's non-exclusive and their first round pick, um, like I don't think yeah. anybody's going to go with that. So it would just kind of be like, all right, we'll just, do it for 10 year, 10 million for or 10 or 12 million for a year, which then you have Daniel and Saquon on the books at that. And that's just kind of the, I think you can backload contracts if you want, if you try and sign both of them, but it's going to be really hard to do, to do that. And it seems like the giants are just like, we're not going to go all in on a running back. That's, that's had, a, had an injury history, even if he was awesome last year. By backload contracts, just for those that might not understand me, does that mean, for example, if you just say, okay, just for an you would start there. making more like, now, and then like you would, like you could get, say you were getting, what does what he want? Like, I was gonna say 30, like 60 million, 30 million over three million. years. Would yeah, it be 30, 2010? Yeah, then you could like increase it towards the back end of his contract. It's a big baseball move that's not as much in the NFL, but like, because typically you would restructure it and kind of push other shit back um, to, to try and take less money. That's what like Brady did with the Patriots for so many years. But, um, you could theoretically be like, all right, we'll give you 25 mil this year, 30 mil next year, the, and then like 35, and it'll go to like 40 million, which is going to kind of like suck. Cause then when he, if, if like somebody tails off, you're like, you're paying him this much, you're paying him more next year, and he's declining in productivity. It looks bad, but like you can also not spend so much this season on him. Right. And if he agrees to that, a lot of players won't do that because they know that they could get cut unless it's guaranteed money. Yeah. Well, I think either way, I think. Whether we use this, we use a tag or not. I think just based on the rumors of Daniel Jones wanting forty-five million, which I'm going to assume, like you say, he's on vacation. Maybe that's just just his people floating out a number to see. Yeah, you shoot high, see what, see you what happens. Get. So I think, yeah, that, I think I, I think that's a negotiating text. I think, like I said, if it, whether even if he wants maybe thirty-five, why would you say thirty-five at the beginning? You'd say okay, let's go to forty-five. If they say yes, yeah, sweet. If not. We go it down to where I want to be at. But again, like, I, I don't know what Gi- Giants Twitter got in like a fucking, they, they, they were just freaking out. Like we had the Daniel Jones haters kind of go away when he was starting to go off and he was being Dan guy like we told everybody he would be in the playoffs. And like now they're just coming back out of the woodwork. Like he's just not worth it. It's like if he's a fucking franchise quarterback, he's worth the money you got to pay him. You got to pay a franchise quarterback. You know, like, like the, everybody's not going to be the best quarterback in the league. Not everybody's going to have pa- Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is a wonderful kind of quarterback. Daniel Jones is not Patrick Mahomes. I get that. I'm not saying he is. I'm also not saying to give him a 10-year contract worth what Patrick Mahomes has. But when you look at, like, like when Eli came out, Eli got $84 million or $100 million in that second deal that he got. But it was like Eli had just come off of a, a second Super Bowl MVP, a second Super Bowl as, as the team's leader. Like, I don't think that's the money that Daniel Jones is going to get, but that was the market for what quarterbacks were. Like Dak got, I think, what, what did he get, $34 million? Like Daniel Jones is right. He's got to be right in there. Like if you don't, like you can't tell me that Dak Prescott's that much better than Daniel Jones. And if what you, has he done? What has he achieved? If you, but if you think Dak's a better quarterback than Daniel Jones, like you can't tell me like he's five, six quarterback spots ahead of Daniel Jones. You can't tell me that. Daniel Jones and Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, you can say is better than Daniel Jones. I would take Daniel Jones over Dak Prescott all, all fucking day. Like, but you you know that. You know I'm biased in that. But Daniel Jones is 
like within like striking distance of, of Dak Prescott. So if you pay Dak Prescott that money, even though he got scrutinized last year for it, you got to pay Daniel Jones that money if he's the guy. I don't think, I mean, maybe it's, again, we're biased maybe, but I, I don't rate Dak Prescott as much as some people do. I don't, I think it's just because he's on a lot of money and he's the Cowboys quarterback. So he gets a little bit of extra shine. But it's the Romo syndrome. Yeah. Like it's just like, Oh, I, I didn't think, win it. And like, you're going to get scrutinized like that. Just like Daniel Jones is going to get scrutinized. If he gets paid 34 million, 35 million, 40 million, whatever they want, they would give him in this instance. If Daniel Jones doesn't go out there and perform, he's going to just get Rose. Like, you paid him this much. That's exactly what happened with Dak Prescott. And you get those expectations when you get the contract. And that's just fucking part of the business and that I, that's what's like everybody's like well we don't want to do this like but if you think daniel jones could realistically win us the super bowl it'd be a super bowl winning quarterback which i think he's he's got the talent to do if we put the bases around him then you you give that guy the money you give that guy the money i think daniel jones could not fuck it up and get us into a super bowl and and win we saw what he did against the vikings the eagles were just like a team of destiny kind of situation almost this year um getting to the super bowl at least they were just leaps and bounds better than this. this was a rebuilding year and daniel jones was the reason we got to the second round him and saquon barkley exclusively i would say uh, i mean he, he made plays he knew what to do this offense was nothing without daniel jones towards the last like four or five games of the season um and and i think that like if you're gonna keep him as your guy you gotta pay him at this point like you can't just keep a franchise quarterback for like 15 million dollars a year for five years like that's that seems awesome but that's fucking madden Madden, you can do that. You can't do that in real life because that guy wants to get paid and he'll play somewhere else where somebody will give him $30 million. Somebody will pay Daniel Jones $30 million. I don't know who. If it's not the Giants, somebody will do it, though. Maybe the Jets, if they don't get Rodgers. The Saints. Like there's, there's, so, there's plenty of teams, that the, the fucking Buccaneers, they need a quarterback. There's so many teams that need a quarterback in this league. Miami, I think maybe. Daniel Jones, but like, to me, there's there's – four five maybe elite quarterbacks at any given time in the nfl and then there's 10 to 12 guys where you're like yeah okay like let's let's roll with that guy for a long time and they can go in and out of the elite and like just a guy like but daniel jones is a guy i think he's the guy for a franchise and you can be the guy for a franchise jake delome was the guy for a franchise for a little while he wasn't like gonna destroy record books and shit like that but he was gonna be a quarterback for the panthers and he, he got he got them there he was never an elite quarterback but he was always right around there matt schaub was kind of that way with the texans for a very very long time and it was like hey he can stay because he's not like he's not fucking the team over he's not making bad decisions and he's not the reason that they're not winning things he would take him to the playoffs year in and year out and it's it just like daniel jones is i'm not saying that like i think dan jones is better than matt schaub but like He's if he's gonna be a consistent quarterback for the same franchise, you got to give that guy money. Yeah, and even it's though, stupid that people just don't think that though. Like, like, well, we can just go draft a quarterback because what happens if that doesn't work? You start over with square one. Like, yeah, it's cheaper, but you're right back to square one. You got to develop the quarterback. You got to hope that everything works. You got to hope that they don't get the jitters. You got to hope that like they fit with the offensive scheme the way that like Daniel Jones was able to have a team built around him. Like, if you're gonna build around Daniel Jones, you're gonna build around Daniel Jones. You got to pay him. And I think that's what you do. And also the forty-five million number thrown around, not necessarily guaranteed. Maybe just fantasy booking here. Why not? Why can't you do something like, you know, hey, you get twenty-five guaranteed. If we make the playoffs, you get an extra X amount. If we get the championship game, we get this much more. So you have yeah, like twenty-five plays, and then you could potentially earn forty-five, fifty million if we win the Super Bowl or something like that. So Dak Prescott. 
looking at it, Dak Prescott, 40,000, uh, yeah, 40 or 40 million, my bad, 40 million dollars a year. So Daniel Jones is going to get paid. Like, you, if you, you can't get mad that Daniel Jones is asking for Dak Prescott money, even if you want to make fun of Dak Prescott, deal. like Dak Prescott and the Cowboys are saying he's going to be their guy for the next, like, foreseeable future. Daniel Jones what? should be our guy for the foreseeable future, unless something fucking terrible happens and then you just got to bite the bullet and have the cap hits and all that shit like that's what happens that's the business man like you got to commit to a guy or, or don't and if they if they don't then like you risk starting all over and i think we're in a good spot with a guy that i think is good enough to lead us to a championship eventually yeah and like we said it's, it's, it's obviously negotiating so if he's asking 45 but expecting say 35 like can you begrudge a man asking for less or around the same as Dak proscott who has achieved the exact same amount of things in his career. If you are saying that you wouldn't be like, I want to take, like if your boss was like, I could give you 45 million a year, Mike, or I could give you 25 million. Would you be like, you know what? For all the other employees here at the company, I'm, why don't I take the bullet and I'll just take the 25. No, you'd be like, I'll take, no. I'll take the 45. I'll take all of that. I'll take that. I'll take the 45. Let's go with the higher number. Like that's what, this is a fucking job, man. And the people that are getting mad about that, it's like, okay, go tell me that you're going to turn down a, a raise the next time you get. Just tell your boss you can have that raise because you want to help out all the other employees. Why don't you even it up, like d divide it up evenly amongst my coworkers? Nobody does that. No. Well, maybe there's some people didn't, but there. We just want to yell on Twitter and like Daniel Jones, what? make him the guy, make him the guy. That's, that's a a crazy accusation you're making there. Make him the guy. Twitter's a lovely place to live. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, since since we last spoke, I guess on the show, and it's old news now, but we got the 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 the, the confirmation, the guarantee that Wink and the other guy, I always forget the Mike OG Kafka. Name. Mike Kafka, gonna be around next year. It's good news, I guess. Nothing really divulged. Consistency is key. Consistency is key. We just gotta keep the winning percentage up, like it was this year. Don't take a little, don't dip it down there. But like, yeah, like when you have a second year with the same kind of coaching scheme, it'll be the if, if Daniel Jones stays with the Giants, this will be the, like, is this be the first, first time he's had a same offensive coordinator he would yeah it'd be the first time he had the same oc forever and it's like that was always like a, that's always when you look at coaches that have uh, quarterbacks that have struggled a lot of times it is when they just get that bullshit okay every coaching high every, every like coaching regime that they're under is fired immediately or after one or two years and so they're only with one guy or somebody's blamed as the oc like jason garrett was with judge and he was out and there was like daniel jones i think he had yeah judge was was uh, i guess no he had Jason Garrett, he had. I think Pat Shermer drafted him, right? I don't know. He had Jason Garrett though, and then he yeah. had what's the, the the old coach of the the Browns that was our OC after Garrett got fired. Um, so he's he's on his third offensive coordinator in the last two years. So this would be nice to be like, hey, let's go with that same offensive scheme that we had last year, and then uh, we can we can build on to it. That's and one I reason I think I Daniel has to, he has to know that like what the coaching staff did is a large reason that like he was successful last year. That's why I don't think he's just going to try and motherfuck the Giants. But he could if he wanted to. As you were saying, and Mike, that's all I had to say about that. Also a bit of good news as well, I think, because he thoroughly earned it. Um, 
I saw Isaiah Hodgins got given a new contract as well. Stick around next year for the Giants. So shout out to him. Well, I, yeah, I, I heard him being interviewed on the radio. He sounds like a thoroughly nice young man. Nice, young, nice gentleman. You can take nice him young from lad. Your parents, and he would not disappoint. He'd be your dad's Flynn Downs. Isaiah Hodgins would be Flynn Downs if your dad was really a Giants fan. You know, they should get Isaiah Hodgins in there a little bit more, huh? Yeah. yeah. Huh? Hey, Mike, what do you think about Isaiah Hodgins starting again next week, huh? Like, yeah, dad. I like him too. I might start texting my dad that, see what he responds to. I just start randomly texting him about Giants and see what's up. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, sure. Anyway. Um,. Let's break some up. Uh, let's start this week's joke of the day. The joke of the day. So, Alex, lately, up, you know, like, you know, February's a tough month for me. You know, you know I've got my birthday valentine's day christmas has just gone so you know funds are a little bit low so i've been trying to help myself out and so you know i started breeding racing deer you know anyway to Great, make a quick deer. buck make a quick buck joke of the day this segment is like the like like those christmas poppers that's the joke in those that you're just telling everybody each week yep and and the the intros intros and outros are longer than the actual segment itself yeah i tried to stretch out the joke a little bit i'm pretty sure if you time it they were about as long that's true you've been really liking the cheese jokes lately Racing deer, though. I don't even know if that's a thing. Although Santa Claus, his deer are quite I don't fast. think it is. Has to... I think they race, though. I think they just... You know, bringing a competitive... Fly. You know, they're, they're stupid animals. Uh, they don't know they're tired. They got a down. pretty cushy job, dude. Like... They're a pretty cushy job, you know? When do you think Santa Claus and his reindeer start working? You know, because, you know, you have to obviously have the break in the new year. But then, you know, you can't just go 24 hours once a year. I mean, haven't you seen so the movie we're... The Santa Claus? Is that the one with um, John Tim Lithgow Allen. as the bad guy? Oh, no. Oh, no. That's I'm thinking Tim of Santa Allen. Claus, the movie. Yeah. Tim... Real oh, Santa right. falls off the roof and he has to be Santa because that guy's dead and he found him. And it just shows you behind the scenes, dude. It's like a documentary on how Christmas is made. I'm sure they got to do some test runs, though. Make sure the sleigh's going, going good. You know, make sure the reindeer are in shape. But I bet like, you don't really have to... You just take the reindeer for a, a nice little, like, it's like a dog, you know? You keep them in decent shape throughout the year. They don't have to go crazy, but, like, you get a little off-season after Christmas. I just always wondered, whenever you see Santa Claus in those movies, the reindeer, even though they're in the air, they're still fucking going for it with their legs. Like, what... Magic. What are they doing? What are they... What are they grabbing onto to propel themselves? magic air roads that's the beauty of magic you can just write it off it's like it's magic that's why it's it does magic. that well why how come because of magic 
just magic. You have oh, to. Well, there you go. We've settled that finally. Oh, West Ham. Oh, West Ham. I, I, I when was the last time, other than the <laughs> FA Cup, was it the FA Cup that we won? I can't even remember anymore. When was the last time um, we won? It's been. Feels like it's been a while. And we got some points for a little bit. Yeah, we had Everton, with Chelsea, and Newcastle. Like, so we got points, but like, I don't know. In the beginning of this game, it felt like we were going to just maybe salvage a draw. Um, like, West Ham just likes to do this thing where we have like two attacking attempts a game, and we have to hope that we score on one or we're going to lose. And we don't really have anything outside of that. We had, uh, we had one towards the end of that first half, and I think we. We, didn't, like, we had a couple corner opportunities, I feel like, in the second. Like, that was about the the, the, tri- the chances that we had. Like, they, it's just like, all right, like, why do we want to attack? We'll just hope that we can counter them, even if uh, everybody's kind of playing that way now. Like, everybody sits back. It's not a – it was kind of sneaky initially. Now it's not. They're onto it. They know that that's the only thing you can do against West Ham. Just sit back and uh, just watch them drown. I mean, yeah, we did. Yeah, there was a couple of because um, it was the goalkeeper for them because it wasn't Lurie Forster. Forster, sure. Um, he made a couple of good saves, so fair play to him. Fraser Forster. Oh, I recognise him. He used to play for Southampton. Um, anyway, but what do you? Why did we start with including the goalkeeper? Like eight. Defensive players. I don't know, man. I mean, there were times though, like our defense looked good until it didn't, and yeah, it was like, it was, oh, we do have everybody back there. Like, we better be pretty good. But there was one point where they're like, "Wow!" I didn't mean, you know, hats off to to West Ham's defense right there. Like every player we had was in the box. Yeah, they had to be fucking good right there. I don't know what else they were supposed to do. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is really frustrating to watch. I don't think we're gonna get relegated, but. It's going to be one of those just shit seasons until like Leeds will get relegated. Like, Leeds Man, doesn't know what the fuck hopefully. they're doing. Yeah, if, if they get in trouble for the fair play shit or whatever it is, they're screwed. I'm saying they and deserve it necessarily. Bournemouth but... will go down, Leeds will go down, Southampton goes down. Like Those teams are way worse than us. I mean, we don't play like that all the time, but like I think we have a better squad than they do. Bournemouth is a yo-yo year. 15 games to go. We need to start fucking winning. I know. We definitely do. But... January 1st. Four months ago was the last time we won a league game. Fuck. And then the time before that... This is just going to be a Giants podcast if we get really good. I'm not watching fucking championship soccer. The time before... Wait. Well, this can't be right. We won the Derby County game. So we last won on January 21st, and before that was October 24th in the league. Jesus Christ. Yeah, not great. It's not been a great year. And like we have Nottingham, which we got to win. That's a must win. I mean, then we got Villa next month that we could maybe beat, but we have City, Brighton, and United. All next month. So like those... at this point, I, just, I don't care about yeah. the cup anymore. Like, 
Uh, one of them is the fuck. I, I don't give a fuck about that either. Uh, I think we just I mean, need to stay could... up and win the Europa Conference League. This Conference Europa League, Conference yeah. League. And then it'll be like, that counts. That's our real league we're caring about this year is the Conference League where we haven't lost. But we got Southampton. Huh? How about that? That's that's a game. Fuck. Did we go? Yeah, we go Southampton, Newcastle, Fulham, Arsenal, Bournemouth, Liverpool, Crystal Palace. End up with United, Brentford, Leeds, and Leicester. So we pretty much have to just like hope we can steal some points here this month and then just get lucky. Again, we're better than Southampton. We're better than Leeds. And we're better than Bournemouth. Uh, what, 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 what do you, what, where are you... Because um, at this point, you, know, you have to think... Obviously, the season's a wash at this point. We're not going to achieve anything in the league. The only thing we can achieve this year is not going Getting down. Getting to the Europa League next year. Because so, we're going to win Conference League. Duh. Your thoughts so we bounce are... Back in, we have a bounce back year next year because we're already in Europa League. So it's like there's European soccer. We're good. We keep all the guys. We run it back. You force on making it to the summer and maybe getting some more new players, but then the current new players haven't really... And do we... Do we, like, do we want David Moyes another round? Another I don't think around? Moyes gets fired this season. I don't think he gets fired until the end of the season. If we That's what like, I, if I... We get really good. These are his guys, and like we're gonna let him die with his guys because like this team's gonna obviously just be nothing like it is right now if we get taken if we go down. Um, if we stay, I think like there's gonna be some wholesale changes probably. Um, I don't know about Moyes. If they let him build this, I think you get you got to give him like we're West Ham, we're not Man City. Liverpool even's having a down year really this year. They just have different expectations than we do. I think you gotta like hope that Moyes can turn around and say, hey, get a fucking striker or maybe a couple of strikers, change it up enough and just hope that things work out next year. I don't know. I mean, like it's weird with like Ings hasn't really done anything since he's come over. I know he got injured. Just the, the, the amount of like just shit this season that we've had where just like there were weird injuries from new guys that didn't really fit and get, didn't get to jail yet. Um, the World Cup break was weird to a lot of people, I think. Um, you just got to hope that, that they I, – I think they're going to be able to weather this storm. I think we'll barely probably stay up. It'll come down to like the fat last couple of days or weeks of the season. But I don't know. I don't know what you do with Moyes after that. So here's the exciting bit, though, as we reach this part of the season. Because – we are what February is twenty eighth, so one week, one week away from March, twenty twenty three, which is when the loophole opens up to where David Sullivan can sell his shares in West Ham without incurring a giant tax bill. So. Do you think this is when Kretinsky cashes in and purchases the football club? Because I was just doing some research there, was because I know that would be a good. I, it, I don't know whether it's a FIFA I'm... rule or a UEFA rule, but I know one person cannot hold controlling stake in two football clubs, no matter where, where they're in different leagues. 
and he owns 40% of Sparta Prague. So that's cool. So he can, it's a minority. So he could, he's, there's nothing stopping him from getting the, the, the majority West Ham. I have no idea about what his, his, his background is, but for some reason I'm excited. I'm kind of wanting it to happen. He's different. Yeah. Um, I mean, if there was a time to sell it, that would be the time, I think. Because to break it down, so Sullivan still owns thirty eight point eight. So because Sullivan, if do... they're going to get relegated, is going to want to sell it as as like available. You know, like hey, well, we're in the Premier League right now. You can't. It, it, the value goes down if it's a Championship. Oh, a bunch franchise, a big old bunch. So he, because even if he wanted to keep some of the stock on to make some money, he all he would need to do is sell twenty. 4% of his shares, and he's still on like 14%. And Daniel had 51. Happy days. Let's do it. Right. Makes sense. Make it so. Sign on Makes the sense. But yeah, So we'll see. That's the rumor that's been, well, that's been going on for quite a while ever since he came into the club. So, well, that was kind of his plan was to buy more shares of it at a certain point. Yeah. And like I said, normally I would expect this to kind of run and run and run and run to the end of the season. But like you say, there, even though we're confident West Ham aren't going to get relegated, there is definitely David Gold's the, a, the chance yeah. looming. He's a he's a money guy, and that's a significant amount of dollar or pounds, whatever the fuck he's using over there, euros, pounds, pounds, significant amount of pounds that um, would be different if you were the championship. I mean, you're more of a betting man than I am, but we've all sat there looking at that cash out option before the game ends, and sometimes you are kind of like, oh, it's a pretty good offer. But you're like, this is a franchise. It is obviously going, yeah, it's a little bit different. Than, like, But I think, yeah, you had your bet. If if he will do it, but I could also see the check dude being like, yeah, let's wait till the end of the season, bro. Like, why would he be so eager to buy right then? That is true. Like if he was gonna buy a EPL club, he'll buy the EPL club at the end of the season. If he's gonna buy a championship club, and like it could be a championship club, why do you want to buy it one, or do you want to just buy it and then bring it back up? But then, yes, it all depends on how much you're a betting man. Because in theory, what you could say is, okay, well, if we're still a Premier League club, you know, those shares are worth. I'm just throwing a number out here. Three. More than, I don't know. Actually, can you can you if it's a public trade? Can you can you lower the price of your own shares or the, the what the market value is? Right, you can't really do that. I'm not sure. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how to fucking anyway. Well, I think he could also just be like, I don't want to buy West Ham. Like that could just be how he does it, and just all right. Well, I'll just be a minority investor in this club. You stay a minority yeah. investor. Like there's no there's no incentive to do that unless he really wants to take over a club and invest a bunch of money in it. Which we kind of need well, that to happen because that's about to happen with like with like two other clubs. So, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for ruining my excitement for next week. <laughs> Buzz do, killer. Yeah. Hey, just like our dreams, they fade and die. This is true. This is true. We've been prepping for this the whole time. By the way, before we uh, get the plugs in and wrap up just is it just on my end or do, does every now and again do i get a bit a little bit choppy in the video have you noticed anything? um every now and then not often mm -hmm. okay 
well, whatever. It's better than it was last week. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so that's that. And so this shit up. up. So who who we go? Who we got? Who are we losing to this weekend? Oh God, not we got Nottingham. Fucking fantastic. We had is a must win, must win, or can't lose either one. That's shit, but so are we. Oh my God! But they did just draw the Man City, but then they did lose the. Full, I don't know. I, this year, this they're year up is and down. Hard to predict. Yeah, the table is like for uh, example, like odd when you look at it. Like um, Liverpool. Like, what the fuck is up with them? They beat yeah, Newcastle two 0 and they move up to eighth. But did, you, did you watch the Champions League game today? Did you? Did you watch it? You watch I it? saw it. It was wild. I did not watch any of it. It was pretty funny watching them all get cocky and happy two 0 up after thirteen minutes, and then they lose five two. That was pretty funny. Because I, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't subscribe to this whole. Oh, well, they're an English team, so you're English, so you have to support them in Europe. No, it's funny when teams that I'm familiar with lose. It's yeah, yeah, but like I don't want a weird final though. I want teams that like I kind of know, unless it's Tottenham. So I'm always like, throw Ajax in there one year. Give us Ajax and PSG. I'll be fine with that. Yeah, we haven't seen them for a while. Ajax used to be a dominant team in Europe. No. Now they're just a farm league, a farm team for everybody else. They're basically like the Netherlands, Barcelona, Barcelona, and they're just like, and you guys can have this guy. You guys can have this guy. And they play in the Uri division. What the fuck does that mean? Sounds Dutch yeah. to me. Anyway, uh, what are we? Uh, what are we? What are we? What are we? What are we? What are we, what are we talking about this week in uh, other podcasts we've got going on? Past the gravy five oh two. Yeah, five oh two. A thousand now. before we know it. What have you got um, to uh, this week? Trains. We're going to talk about trains. They're very hot right now. Um, we're going to talk about misogyny and Tiger Woods and tampons and how people are outraged over that. Um, also talk a little XFL. Talk about pretty much how I am one of the greatest part owners in sports history. And then um, we're going to answer some of your questions and tell you guys what's not cool this week. What about on Waffle Box? What can we look forward to there? Well, Waffle Box, we're talking about the uh, German ballet director who, let's just say, doesn't take criticism very well and how he dealt mm. with that. Very interesting story. Um, and then we've got a dumb world record of the week, as suggested by a listener, Alex O. We've got a first nice. listener suggested dumb world record. So shout out to him, even though he's not here this week. Bastard. He could have bastard in his glory. Look at that. I mentioned him and he's not even here. Um, and then uh, Cushy is reviewing Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania, whatever that film is called. Um, and then Feel Good Story and all that good gem. So check that out. So check that out. Look, if you're watching it, the scrolling thing, is ticking, ticking, ticking. Go to Just do that. Do what that says. P-O-D and at Wafflebox P-O-D. Um, usual schedule. You know the drill. Waffle Box will be out nice and early, so you can listen to that in the in the morning or the early afternoon. And then for dessert, just because you've got some more room for some yummy, yeah, yummy podcasts yeah. for dessert, get that past that gravy action in the evening. That's what I like to do anyway. I don't know that I listen yep. to my own podcast. Do you ever listen to your own podcast back? I've never do that. I, 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 oh, I watch it I'm back editing. for a bit to get clips. But other than that, I, 
I don't, know, I don't listen to it, so it could it could sound like shit. For all I know, uh, no, I had to I had to do editing on it, so yeah. I mean, I don't watch the whole thing always, but there's good chunks of it for sure. How much edit? How much long to take to edit? Because I'm very like what what you hear is what you get with Wafflebox. I'm far too lazy. I just kind of clean up the beginning and the end. And that's it's out there. And uh, I like it to, I like to clip it together and piece it together where it like doesn't see like if somebody stutters or something like that. I try and cut those out if I can. And it doesn't look weird. Um, it takes a while. It's stupid. I, I'm weird and my my brain is weird. Where I'm like, whoop, it's got to be perfect. Somebody's gonna turn it off if I stutter on that, or if, if somebody talks over somebody. And that's why. So watch those clips because you're ahead of the game. I work hard on them. Beautiful. Anyways, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, follow that at Wolfbox Pod at Past Gravy Pod for all of your deliciousness. Um, also, don't forget to follow us at Alex J Middleton at Only Mike Fish. And you'll get some Twitter nonsense where we won't be yelling at people, but you might get a little treat well, we in the next seven days. Maybe Alex pokes some beers again. He does like Maybe. to you never know. Troll the trolls. But until next week, don't forget. Seahorses forever. See you next Tuesday. Hey, let's go to Peyton. He's going to break down that touchdown. Can't hear shit. Never mind.